Welcome back to the show. This is a podcast that sits right at the intersection of social justice and money. So whatever keeps you up at night, whether that's climate change, racial injustice, gender inequality, homelessness, poverty, you name it, whatever keeps you up at night, there are probably some things that we can use our money to try to help alleviate these problems. So every week I take a listener letter, I do some research, talk to experts, I come back, I share some thoughts. Here's today's listener letter. I heard the recent episode about banking, and I have more questions. I'm not 100% ready to cut the cord with my big bank, but I liked your advice about moving some of my savings to a bank that lines up with my values as a first step. My question is, how do I find the right bank for me? So the listener is referring to episode 27, which was called Where Should I Bank? And if you missed that one, please do check it out. Some interesting highlights were included from books like Race for Profit and also The Color of Money. If there's one thing you take away from that episode, I hope it will be that moving some of your savings can be a great first step into banking more in line with your values. So it can be more exciting to talk about our investments and are we putting our money into ESG funds and all these socially responsible investments. But cash is really powerful. Cash, cold, hard cash. And you might have some of it just sitting around in a bank, earning basically no interest, doing nothing, not even working towards your values. So let's give that cash a job. Today's listener is wondering how to find the right bank to do that with. Well, in researching this, I found a great tool that you will want to explore. First, you can use it to uncover what your current bank is doing with your cash. Then you can use it to pick a bank that you might prefer instead. So this is how it works. It's very simple. The tool is called Mighty Deposits, and it's new. It's a bank comparison website started by two women not too long ago to increase transparency about what banks are doing with our cash. So the first thing you want to do is go to MightyDeposits.com and look up your bank. You might be interested to know how much of our cash. So that's the cash that's sitting in like your checking account, your savings account. Maybe you have some CDs. So you're going to find out how much of your cash is being loaned out for community investments, like housing in your community, local businesses, local farms. So you go to the website and look up any bank. For example, at the time of recording, Bank of America has 26% of cash going to community investments, and it is a top funder of fossil fuels. Wells Fargo has 37% of cash going to community investments, so that's more than Bank of America. Um, Not a great overall number, but They are specifically above average when it comes to community investments in public works and housing, unless you're Black, I guess. Not sure if you saw the recent headlines about the dramatically different mortgage approvals for Black applicants compared to white applicants um, at Wells Fargo. There was a heartbreaking story in the papers recently about the discrimination that a Black teacher faced in California. So he called his bank, Wells Fargo, and tried to refinance his home. And when he first called, They said, you know, based on your education and your career and your credit score and payment history on your mortgage, this is going to be a piece of cake. Um, You know, you'll be able to refinance your house and get a great, you know, take advantage of these great interest rates. And 
it was not a quick approval. So he got the runaround for a few weeks. That turned into a few months, almost a year. You can read about his class action lawsuit in the New York Times. There's an article on March 21st, 2022. Nationally, Wells Fargo approves mortgages for 72% of white applicants and 47% of black applicants. And this is even worse than the numbers for the other big banks. So that's Wells Fargo. It should also be mentioned they are a top funder of fossil fuels. So of the big banks we've discussed today, Chase Bank is actually going to have the lowest percent going to community investments. That's 20%. They're also a top funder of fossil fuels. But on the other hand, you may have heard of a newer bank called Ally Bank, Um, They are putting 65% of cash into community investments. That's two-thirds higher than the national average. They're not a top funder of fossil fuels. Now, from what I can see on the breakdown, it looks like this money is invested in Utah, which is also the home of the Mormon church, which means it is the home of a staggering amount of wealth. Maybe we'll do a future episode on religious houses of worship and money. Drop me a note if that sounds interesting. If you've ever had a question about religious giving, I'd love to talk about it with you. So that's Ally Bank. The majority of cash goes into community investments, specifically in Utah. But maybe you're looking for a bank that has a higher percentage of money that goes into your own community or a community that you know is particularly under-resourced, you can use the same website, MightyDeposits.com, to look for a bank that meets your criteria. For example, you can look at some of the highlighted banks or credit unions. Um, You know, as I was researching for this episode, and I looked at lots of different sites, um, another bank that came up was Hope Credit Union in Mississippi. They're doing some awesome work in terms of their community investments. So they're investing in local housing, local businesses, um, with a specific focus on Black American equity, communities of color, low-income communities. You'll love to see it. So imagine your checking and savings accounts being used to invest into these communities. There's another way you can use this tool. You can literally go to a drop-down menu. This is so cool. You can use the drop-down menu and check off what you're looking for. Maybe you want a bank that is Native American-owned. Maybe you want a bank that is Native American-owned and sustainable, Maybe you want a bank that's Native American-owned and sustainable and is also specifically focused on serving low-income communities. You can find a whole list of banks that meet your criteria using this tool. So you can filter for the bank being above average in terms of focusing on housing or small businesses. There are so many choices. I just experimented with the tool and said that I wanted a Black woman-owned bank And a list of banks popped up along with a mini scorecard on how much of their cash they're putting towards community investments and what their focuses are. So today, this podcast is being recorded on the indigenous homeland of the Piscataway and the Nacochtank. They're also known as the Anacostan. So that's who our Anacostia River is named for. Their homeland became a forced labor site for thousands of people who were kidnapped from Africa and then enslaved and built up all of the monuments and public squares that we stroll along today. Until slavery was banned and the enslavers were paid reparations from our taxpayer dollars. 
So yes, you heard that correctly. Enslavers in Washington, D.C. were paid almost $10,000 from our taxpayer dollars per person in reparations um, for each person that they released from enslavement. So all that to say, it's a a long-winded way of saying this podcast is being recorded in Washington, D.C. When we talk about caring about our local communities and using our money to feed back into our local areas, we have choices. You know, I just looked up Black women-owned banks, and there are multiple banks that are here in the D.C. area, a place with all of this history. One of them is called City First Bank of D.C. Another one's called Industrial Bank. I also saw Harbor Bank of Maryland. There are choices. There's something so exciting about the idea of our cash being invested into the communities we care about. So today we did a deep dive into Mighty Deposits, a tool that'll help us find out what our cash is being used for and how to find a better bank. I will include a link for it in the show notes. If you have other questions about banking better, drop me a line anytime. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. I am so thankful for those of you who have been sending in questions. Keep them coming. The email address again is spenddonateinvest at gmail.com. I'll do some research and then come back and and share what I find. If you want to join the monthly-ish email newsletter, then please just send a note to the email address for the show. Again, that's spenddonateinvest at gmail.com or you can go to the show's website which is pretty nice it's very clean simple you can find all the episodes there you can subscribe i think you can leave reviews now too so um, help a podcast out leave a review it's spenddonateinvest.world w-o-r-l-d thanks and have a great week